Coffee of the Sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Uncensored or SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the best podcast you never never heard of. My name's Tom. I am your host. Today is Sunday, June 13th, 2021, and uh, we're back after a couple of weeks off and the uh, uh, Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series Night 1 last week. Hope everybody enjoyed that show, and uh, I want to thank everybody who, uh, who tuned in, who's checked it out, and who's, uh, yeah, downloaded the show and listened uh since it's been posted last sunday uh definitely had a blast as always got to thank everybody over at warrior uh it's always always a good time if you guys have not checked out warrior wrestling if you're in chicago definitely come out to the next show on july 17th if you're not in chicago watch it on fight or check out the live broadcast here on podbean and uh yeah like i said warrior wrestling for my money the best independent uh wrestling promotion out there so if you haven't checked it out you definitely owe it to yourself to uh, to give them a shot so head over to warriorwrestling.net you can get all the info on their stuff um as always i want to thank everybody for listening watching and subscribing on youtube podbean spotify wherever you get your podcast from make sure to check out the website catchhookshoot.com you can find everything related to the show um podcast videos interviews photo gallery uh the uh, the chs shop where you can get all of the uh all the merchandise can also get uh, t-shirts that are not on the CHS shop on the website at prowrestlingtees.com slash catchhookshoot. Make sure you're following on social media on all platforms. You can find the show at catchhookshoot. Uh, make sure to subscribe to twitch.tv slash catchhookshoot where we do watch parties every now and then. Haven't done one in a while. Like I said, we took a couple weeks off, then had the Warrior show, and uh, yeah, just uh, haven't haven't had the opportunity to do one. Hopefully we'll be doing it here pretty soon within the next uh a few coming weeks or whatever and you can find links to all of that and more at linktree slash catch hook shoot or you can scan this little qr code right here in the corner of your screen and uh, find links to everything everything relating to the show and if you ever want to shoot me an email it's catch shoot at gmail.com so let's dive right back into the wonderful world of wrestling and we're going to kick everything off like we always do with the match of the week Alright, so the match of the week this week comes from AEW Dynamite, and it was the, uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the tag team match with Hangman Page and 10 of the Dark Order taking on uh, Brian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs from Team Taz. Uh, just a great match. I, uh, yeah, I love that they're, uh, you know, really starting to showcase 10 uh, quite a bit, and he, to me, it really is. Uh, a standout for the Dark Order. He's one I think at some point is going to be split off on his own as a single star. And uh, but yeah, fantastic match between these guys. Hangman and Ten did pick up the victory. We see some more cracks starting to form in the foundation of Team Taz with uh, Ricky Starks and Hook coming out in the middle of the match, trying to throw the uh, the FTW belt into the ring for Brian Cage to to use it to pick up the victory. 
Uh, didn't happen. Cage threw the belt back out. Ricky Starks got up on the apron where they were jawing back and forth. Starks actually slapped Brian Cage in the face, which uh, caused uh, Cage to chase Ricky Starks to the back, which is basically what cost uh, cost his team the victory and allowed Hangman Page and Ten to uh, to get the pin. So, yeah, if you have not checked this one out yet, definitely go back and uh, give it a look. It's uh, from AEW Dynamite this past Friday. As a matter of fact, uh, it was not on Wednesday this week. But, uh, yeah, Hangman Page and 10 versus Brian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs. So let's keep rolling right along with my top three highlights of the week, and that is called the three count. So first up on the three count this week, and I'm almost, <laughs> I'm still hesitant to say his name, but Frank the freaking Clown landed a helicopter on the field in the end zone at Warrior Wrestling last week. If you didn't see the show, if you like again, if you if you're not familiar with Warrior, you, you haven't seen the show, you haven't listened to the broadcast that we do here for uh, for CHS. You know, Frank the Clown kind of the bane of the existence of the uh, the Warrior CEO Steve Tortorello and Frank was banned from this event and of course he showed up right at the beginning of the show, showed up in the ring, uh, got, you know, with a with a microphone and everything. Security literally carried him out of the out of the stadium. Then about uh, midway through the show, came back, bought a ticket, sat himself down at ringside, right in front of our table, as a matter of fact, completely obstructed our view of the ring. And, uh, you know, again, a security picked him and his chair up and carried him out of the stadium. And uh, then right before the main event, Steve Tortorello is on the house mic talking about matches coming up for the uh, for the next show on July 17th. And, uh, yeah, a, a helicopter starts circling the stadium getting lower and lower, and lands in the end zone, and out comes Frank the freaking Clown, thinking he is Ric Flair or Charlotte Flair or somebody named Flair to uh, to be coming in in a helicopter. And uh, very interesting sight. Uh, one, one person who was not impressed was Val Capone, as she actually stormed over to our table and jumped on the microphone and was just expressing her extreme displeasure with... Uh, with Frank's antics, but as a result of that, uh, Frank's, um, yeah, friend, I guess, Robert Ego Anthony now must face the Murderhawk monster, Lance Archer, at the, uh, the next Stadium Series show coming up in July, so not sure, not sure how Ego's gonna feel about that, about Frank getting him into this mess, because Ego was not there, it was just Frank, but, uh, yeah, and that's gonna be a no-holds-barred match, so, uh, yeah, looking forward to that one. But uh, yeah, Frank the Clown landing a helicopter on the field at the uh, Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series. Second up on the three count, uh, Alexa Bliss and Alexa's Playground from Monday Night Raw. Now this this segment caught a lot of backlash from fans online. You know, a lot of people just not not happy with uh, or not liking the uh, the whole Alexa Bliss storyline and you know the the kind of supernatural horror movie type elements that are going on, you know, which is fine. If that's not your thing, that that's great, but that doesn't just automatically make it bad, you know, and I don't care if you're a fan, a journalist, whatever, you know, just because it's not to your taste or your liking do, doesn't mean it's bad. That's your opinion. You're entitled to it, but don't, you know, come down on people who are enjoying it like myself for, you know, for, for seeing it for what it is. It, it's, you know, it's a storyline. It's entertainment. It's, you know, it, I mean, you know, lighten up a little bit is my point. Uh, 
But yeah, Alexa's Playground, Shayna Baszler was uh, the, the guest, I guess you could say, and Alexa telling Shayna she needs to apologize to Lily for calling her just a stupid doll, and uh, yeah, Baszler threw Alexa out of the ring, and proceeded to take Lily and stomp on her, and left the ring area, and as she was leaving, the uh, the pyro started going off along the walkway, the, the fireball shooting up in the air, and then as she got to the backstage area, stuff just started falling all around her, you know, uh, like lighting rigs and, and that kind of stuff, and then she you know, locked herself in a, uh, a dressing room, you know, and, uh, was, you know, telling herself, oh, it's just a doll, it's not real, it's not really happening, and, you know, she looked in a mirror, there was Lily behind her, but she turned around, and Lily wasn't there, it's a, it's, you know, it's stu- stuff out of a horror movie, like I said, I find it entertaining, I love Alexa Bliss, I love Shayna Baszler, I, I like that they're trying to, you know, give Shayna more of an opportunity to show, like, personality, basically because when she first came in yes she was a monster she was beating people down she was unbeatable and that kind of thing but uh you know they they weren't uh yeah they they she wasn't showing a whole lot of personality and now she is and i mean i'm enjoying it if you're not that's fine you know you're like i said everybody's entitled to their opinion but uh don't you know don't come down on other people who are who are liking it and you know i happen to be one of them i think this is i i like the whole alexa storyline so i'm interested to see where it's going to go and i'm glad they're finally getting alexa back into the mix as far as uh, hopefully you know in the ring wrestling and i think uh, i think alexa and shana would make a pretty good match especially you know with alexa's current uh, current persona so i'm i'm interested to see where it's going to go and number 3 on the 3 count the inner circle Again, on AEW Dynamite, uh, you know, opening of the show, we saw the Pinnacle show up at the arena on uh, the, the long white limousine. And then when they had their in-ring segment talking about the uh, stadium stampede, each member of the Pinnacle talking about uh, the different members of the inner circle. And uh, <laughs> towards the end of the uh, towards the end of their in-ring promo, we get a shot in the back of Chris Jericho uh, talking to MJF. And, of course, he's got his baseball bat with him. They they uh, pull out to a wider shot. The rest of the members of the inner circle are there. And proceeded to completely destroy the Pinnacles limousine, ending with uh, Jake Hager and a forklift. Um, just driving straight through the side of the limousine, lifting it up and dropping it back down. And uh, it, was just, it was a cool segment. So if you haven't seen that one, uh, definitely go back and check that out. So let's move on to uh, some some uh, news and rumors here. Now, one one slight change I'm making to the show. I know I uh, have been, you know, going through each TV show and giving results of pretty much every match. And I had said a long time ago I wanted to get away from doing that. I don't want to be just completely results oriented. So I'm gonna you know focus on the stuff that. Uh, uh, like like the big stuff, the what's going on with the major storylines and uh, stuff that stands out to me, you know, whether it's a, a match that I thought was really good that I think you guys should check out or whatever it might be. But uh, I'm not just going to sit here and report results like, I, like I've like i been doing, you know, like I said I wanted to get away from like a year ago. But uh, so let's uh, let's start off with the WWE. The, uh, the Viking Raiders actually got a victory in a tag team battle royal, which, uh, you know, watching this battle royal really kind of shows you the state of WWE's tag team division and to me it's not not good. I mean the Viking Raiders really the only true tag team uh that that's left for the most part and well Lucha House Party too, but uh 
yeah, the anyway, the Viking Raiders did win that tag team battle royal, so they are in line for a tag team title shot somewhere down the line against AJ Styles and Omos. Uh, we had the uh, uh, the contract signing between Lashley and Drew McIntyre, and that match is going to take place inside Hell in a Cell coming up next week. And if Drew McIntyre loses, he cannot challenge Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship again. So, you know, not that he can never challenge for the title again, just not while Lashley has it. Uh, we found out Eva Marie is going to be re-debuting next week on Monday Night Raw. There's been some some conflicting stuff out there. Is she going to be a manager? Is she going to be wrestling? Um, you know, some of the, the dirt sheets were reporting she's just going to be managing somebody. But uh, Eva herself has implied that she will be in the ring. And there's been uh, another rumor that she's going to have, like, a, uh, I guess, a bodyguard-type person with her. And the, the rumor on that is that it's going to be Piper Niven from from NXT UK, which I think would be, you know, it'd be pretty cool to see her brought over and, and uh, you know, put on uh, put on Raw because the the women's division definitely could use a little bit of a boost in uh, in WWE on the, the main roster. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Like I said, she'll be re-debuting next week. Uh, NXT was all about building to take over in your house, which is coming up later tonight. We actually saw um, a couple of backstage appearances from Doc Hendricks, which of course is Michael P.S. Hayes. That was his uh, name, the name that uh, he used when he was first brought into WWE as a backstage interviewer and uh, pay-per-view host and things like that. So that was that was kind of cool to see to see Michael Hayes uh, back in his Doc Hendricks persona. Uh, we also had a. Uh, had a reveal from Ted DiBiase. The match for In Your House between L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes is going to be a ladder match for the uh, apparently reactivated Million Dollar Championship. So uh, that that should be interesting. I mean, the match itself, I'm sure, is going to be great between those two guys. But now it's uh, I'm I'm assuming the Million Dollar Title is going to be a recognized title to some extent. So who knows? Uh, so. An appearance on NXT from uh, Poppy. She's the one who uh, yeah, has has made several appearances for NXT. She does uh, Io Shirai's entrance music, and uh, so she made an appearance, released her latest album live on the air on NXT, and we saw a segment backstage with her and Triple H and uh, and uh, William Regal, where she you know officially dropped her album. Dexter Loomis came up, uh, gave her a drawing that he had made, and she. You know, gave him a hug and everything, and as that was going on, Indy Hartwell, of course, came in and and started crying and ran out because uh, you know her her and Loomis are, uh, I, I guess, still a thing. Uh, they're, they're called Index. I don't know, but um, and then uh, after this, we saw Candice LeRae in the ring, basically challenging Poppy because she's saying Poppy stole her spotlight and now she's hurt Indy's feelings with with Dexter. And things like that. And Poppy came out. She says, well, I'm not a wrestler, but I know someone who is. And we saw the the return of Io Shirai, which was pretty cool. Uh, and, uh, yeah, like I said, it was all all about the build to, uh, to take over in your house, which I'll be getting into my preview here in a little while. And then, uh, so moving on to NXT UK, we've got a new NXT UK Women's Champion. And Mako Satomura defeated Kaylee Ray for uh, for that championship. And, you know, Kaylee Ray, to that point, the, the longest reigning champion in WWE in general so uh you know very very big deal there with Mako Satomura picking up the victory uh moving on to SmackDown the uh the kind of you know constant thread throughout the night on SmackDown was all about Roman Reigns and the Usos uh we saw Jimmy Uso in the ring to open the show he's blaming Roman for for the Usos not winning the tag team titles last week and uh 
you know, saw a couple of backstage segments and uh, basically Jimmy and Roman putting Jey Uso in the middle got to the point where Jey just basically looked at them both and said, I'm done with you, I'm done with you, I'm, I'm gone, and walked out on them both. And then we saw Roman kind of chastising Jimmy Uso, like, you know, what are you doing? This isn't about you, this isn't about me, it's about our family. Of course, you know, twisting twisting stuff around, being, you know, playing the good heel like, uh, like Roman's been doing lately. Uh, right now, you know, as far as WWE goes, uh, Roman Reigns is the the best heel that they have right now in in WWE. He's really kind of, in my opinion, come into his own. You know, this is the Roman that we should have seen five years ago, and uh, so I'm I'm liking you know the way that this is going. And then uh, at the end of the show, we saw Rey Mysterio challenge Roman Reigns for Hell in a Cell for the Universal Championship. Now this is stemming from last week. Uh, again, with that tag team title match with the Usos versus the Mysterios, Roman getting involved in the match, beating down Dominic Mysterio. So, uh, of course, Ray challenging Roman for Hell in a Cell um, and started beating on Roman with a kendo stick. Roman managed to to come back and uh, you know get the get the upper hand on Ray. And we saw Dominic make an appearance and uh, same thing, start beating on Roman with a kendo stick. Again, Roman got the upper hand, power bombed Dominic out of the ring, and I mean. You know, it was kind of obvious there was some something set up to, to break his fall. I don't know if it was a crash pad, somebody there to catch him, whatever it might be, because the, the angle they had, you did not see him land. But, uh, you know, just the visual of Roman literally throwing Dominic over the top rope to the floor in, you know, a powerbomb position, you know, was just, a, it was it was a cool visual. So, you know, pretty, uh, pretty sure we're going to be seeing Rey Mysterio versus Roman Reigns inside Hell in a Cell coming up here i believe it's next week and then another interesting segment from uh, from smackdown we saw seth rollins on bailey's talk show ding dong hello and uh cesaro made his return after rollins had uh, injured him a couple of weeks ago so i would i would think that's probably another match we're going to see at hell in a cell is cesaro and rollins now moving on to some aew news a uh, couple of couple of Big signings for AEW. Uh, Andrade and Mark Henry have both signed with AEW. Andrade obviously is a wrestler, and Mark Henry as a uh, as a commentator for AEW's new show that's going to be debuting in August on uh, on TNT. So uh, definitely some some good uh, some good signings there. And then uh, we also found out next week we're going to see the debut of Brock Anderson. This is Arn Anderson's son. He's been training. Uh, you know, under Arn, obviously, and Cody Rhodes, and he's going to be teaming with Cody versus Aaron Solo and QT Marshall. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And Brock is the spitting image of Arn Anderson. And, uh, you know, I, I'm curious to see how he is in the ring. I mean, lear if he's learning from Arn and learning from Cody, and they think he's ready to get in the ring on live TV you know, then he's, uh, I'm thinking he's ready to get in the ring on live TV. So I'm looking forward to his debut. Hoping we get to see a spine buster. I think that'd be a cool spot, but, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see how that, uh, how that's going to work. And in the meantime, during this, uh, promo, QT Marshall came out, challenged Cody to a strap match. And, uh, while Arn Anderson's back was turned, he strapped Arn across the back with his belt, which caused Brock to go on the attack. And, um, you know, I mean, it was just a, a brief, brief spot you know but he uh brock anderson went after qt took him down with a double leg and was just uh yeah look looked pretty uh looked pretty good so i'm i'm looking really looking forward to seeing uh seeing brock in the ring uh, and then we had uh pack pentagon and eddie kingston get a win over the young bucks and brandon cutler um 
And then at the end of this one, we saw the Good Brothers uh, come out and attack uh, Pack Pentagon, and Kingston. And the uh, save was made by Frankie Kazarian, now known as the Elite Hunter. Uh, of course, you know, going after all the members of the Elite because they're the ones that uh, cost he and Christopher Daniels their, uh, their last match, causing them to split up as a tag team. So, uh, yeah, Kazarian... You know, right now going uh, going hard after any and all elite members. Uh, then we saw a segment in the ring with Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy. Uh, and they have a title match coming up on June the 26th. At, and this is a result of Jungle Boy winning the Casino Battle Royale at the uh, at the last pay per view. And uh, yeah, it was uh, again good promo. Jungle Boy not a big talker, and uh, but the the promo was definitely effective. It definitely you know helped to build to this match very very well. So you know this is. Uh, this is, again, another one that I really want to see. I'm not necessarily thinking Jungle Boy is going to win this match. If he did, that would be cool. It would be a very cool, shocking, surprising moment to see Jungle Boy win the World Championship. And I think the crowd would go insane for it. But I'm not sure it's going to happen quite yet. Uh, and then we found out Darby Allen has accepted the challenge of Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. And this was from uh, last week. They made a challenge to Darby saying, pick any other partner but Sting. You know, basically implying that Darby Darby can't, uh, you know, can't function without Sting was the implication. So Darby accepted that challenge but uh, did not pick another partner. Wants to take it as a handicap match. Sting tried to talk him out of it, but Darby's pretty much dead set on it. So, you know, he told Sting, hey, stay home. I, I want this match. Moving on to some Impact news. Uh, Steve Macklin, formerly known as Steve Cutler in WWE, has signed with Impact. We saw some uh, some vignettes touting his debut on the last couple of Impact shows. So uh, not not a huge surprise. He and Deanna Perrazzo are a couple. So it, you know makes sense. He would you know he would go to uh, to Impact. Um, but um, looking forward to seeing what he can do because I like Steve Cutler. Don't think he was used very well in WWE other than in NXT with the Forgotten Sons. Uh, of course, once they got to the main roster, a lot of controversy around Jackson Riker, who is still with WWE. They saw fit to release the other two members of the Forgotten Sons, but it is what it is. But uh, so, yeah, he has signed with uh, with Impact. And uh, also the uh, found out that the main event of Against All Odds, which, which took place last night, I'll get to those results in a second here, between Moose and Kenny Omega for the Impact Championship was going to take place at the uh, at Daly's place in Jacksonville, so basically on AEW territory, and also found out that the winner of that match is going to defend against Sammy Callahan at Slammiversary coming up in July, and this stemming from the fact that the Good Brothers have and Kenny Omega have basically been uh, kind of doing everything they can to keep Sammy Callahan out of the title picture. And, uh, yeah, it didn't, uh, didn't work out too well for them in that respect. I'll get to that in a second here. Uh, but getting to, uh, to the Against All Odds pay-per-view, um, or not pay-per-view, but Impact Plus special, uh, Sammy Callahan and Tommy Dreamer picked up a win over the Good Brothers in a street fight. Joe Doring defeated uh, Kojima by pinfall. Uh, P.D. Williams, Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Rohit Raju, a five-way match to determine the number one contender for the X Division Championship, ended in a no contest. So we'll have to see how they're gonna how they're gonna determine who gets the next X Division title shot. W. Morrissey got the win over Rich Swan. Tennille Dashwood got the win over Jordan Grace. And th- this is building, I think, to a heel turn for Jordan Grace. We've been seeing 
kind of a lot of frustration on her part, a little bit of uh, arguing or disagreement between Jordan and her tag team partner, Rachel Ellering. So I think this is leading to a heel turn for Jordan and uh, most likely a feud with Rachel Ellering, which I am completely here for. I, I would love to see uh, love to see that that rivalry start start off. I think it'll be really good. Uh, Fire and Flava defeated Kimberly and Susan to retain the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship. Violent by Design, uh, Diener and Rhino defeated Black Taurus and Crazy Steve from Decay to retain the, the World Tag Team Championship. Deanna Perrazzo defeated Rosemary to retain the Knockouts Championship. And Kenny Omega was victorious over Moose to retain the Impact World Championship. And this was the match that took place at uh, Daly's Place in Jacksonville. And Omega, of course, had some help, this time from the Young Bucks. So the Young Bucks did appear on an Impact pay-per-view. Or uh, an Imp Impact Plus special. I keep calling it a pay-per-view. It was an Impact Plus special. And, uh, yeah, and Sammy Callahan appeared as well at uh, Daly's Place, coming out and you know going after Kenny Omega. And this resulted in Don Callis firing Sammy Callahan. So, uh, and obviously this is, you know, kayfabe firing. I'm sure Callahan is still... Under contract to Impact, he's got a championship match now against Kenny Omega at Slammiversary. So I think the build to this one is going to be uh, going to be pretty good. And obviously, I think we're going to see Scott Demore at some point come out and say, "No, Sammy's not fired. He still gets his title shot." Or basically, you know, he gets his title shot, and if he doesn't win, then he can be fired or, or something along those lines. But they're not going to, you know, the the gist of it's going to be they're not going to let Kenny Omega weasel his way out of facing Sammy Callahan. Uh, moving on to some MLW news, they have been having their uh, their draft the last several weeks. Now, of course, they've been off TV, getting ready for their new season to start coming up here in July, and uh, um, you know to uh, to welcome back fans. And uh, some some pretty pretty good names have been drafted and signed to MLW in recent weeks. Uh, top of that list, Davey Richards, formerly of uh, the American Wolves with Eddie Edwards. And uh, you know, if you guys saw my interview with Steve Tortorello couple of weeks ago you heard him make the announcement that Davey Richards is going to be appearing on the July 17th Warrior show which is huge news he broke that news right here on the show which was freaking awesome but uh, yeah Davey Richards has signed with MLW as has Alex Kane Lee Moriarty who was just at Warrior Wrestling uh, and had a match against Warrior Champion Trey Miguel uh, Aramis who is the new Warrior Wrestling Lucha champion. He won that eight-man War of Attrition match last week. He is, has signed to uh, to MLW. Ares, who was also in that War of Attrition match, has signed to MLW, along with Savio Vega and Zenshi, who have been in AEW for a little while, but I guess they're now officially signed. I'm not sure, but uh, they were among the names that were that were drafted over the last several weeks. And MLW has also announced that July 10th at, in uh, Philadelphia, this is this is their return show with fans at the old ECW Arena. They will be holding their Battle Riot event, and this is kind of their version of a uh, of a Royal Rumble with the uh, entry of uh, wrestlers every couple of minutes, and uh, so should be should be very good because they typically have a lot of guys in the Battle Riot. I want to say it's usually around 40 instead of like the 30 you would see in a Royal Rumble. So, you know, it's uh, um, I'm looking forward to that because MLW, 
you know, some of the best in-ring product you're going to find. If you have not followed MLW, they are on Vice TV now every Saturday. I'm assuming when they start back up in July, that's going to be new episodes show, uh, being shown on Vice. Uh, but, you know, they've kind of been showing almost like a best of thing since they debuted on Vice a few weeks ago. So if, you, if you've never watched MLW, check it out. They're on Vice, they're on YouTube, they're on BN Sports. They're, they're all over the freaking place. Check out MLW. Um, some Ring of Honor news. They are beginning their survival of the fittest tournament, and uh, the winner of this tournament gets a world championship match, and it consists of uh, people who are currently not in the world championship rankings. The The first match of the tournament took place this week, and it was Flamita defeating Ray Oris. Uh, some New Japan news. We have a new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Takagi, defeated uh, Kazuchika Okada to win uh, to win the championship. I think a little bit of a surprise. I think people expected New Japan to just kind of fall back on Kazuchika Okada because he is their their top guy. You know whether he has a title or not, uh, Okada is the you know top guy in New Japan. But uh, yeah, Shingo Takagi, the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, some some I think pretty big news out of the NWA. Another uh, another signing from Warrior Wrestling. I swear to God, Steve needs to be getting finders fees for these uh, for all these wrestlers that are being signed to major companies. Uh, Kylie Ray returned uh, at Warrior last week, and then the very next day made an appearance on the the NWA pay per view, and it was announced she has signed with the NWA. So uh, Kylie Ray back in uh, back in the mix in wrestling. And I honestly couldn't be happier. Uh, so, you know, hopefully this is, uh, you know, the best uh, the best thing for her as far as signing with the NWA. The NWA has a great women's division. Uh, building on that, there is a new NWA World Women's Champion. Camille defeated Serena Deeb at that same pay-per-view to, uh, to win the NWA World Women's Championship. Nick Aldis defeated Trevor Murdoch by DQ to retain the uh, NWA World Heavyweight Championship, and this was a case of, uh, you know, Murdoch kind of got screwed. Um, you know, he, yeah, he got DQ'd, but it was kind of um, a situational thing where Aldis kind of, he was basically framed by Nick Aldis, okay? <laughs> and then uh, we had an announcement from Billy Corrigan this past week. Uh, the NWA will be producing an all-women's pay-per-view, and that pay-per-view is going to be produced by Mickey James. Uh, obviously, Mickey James released from WWE not that long ago. There was a lot of people questioning, wasn't she under a non-compete? Yeah, she is under a non-compete, but she's not wrestling. She's producing. So, you know, she's uh, she's good to go. So she's going to be producing an all-women's pay-per-view for the NWA. And, you know, from the sounds of it, it's open to pretty much anyone you know, to uh, to participate in this pay-per-view. So we could see, you know, uh, knockouts from Impact. We could see women from AEW, uh, women from Ring of Honor. You know, who who knows? Um, you know, it's just, it's, there's so much talent out there as far as women in pro wrestling, uh, you know, especially on, on the independent circuit. So, you know, we'll probably see some names that a lot of people are not familiar with and, you know, get them some, some uh, some high profile exposure, which be which is good for everybody. Uh, and NWA also will be doing a 73rd anniversary pay per view, and those are both going to be taking place from uh, St. Louis, which was a hotbed for the NWA back in the day. So I'm looking forward to both of those. And it was also announced they will be holding a tournament for the National Heavyweight Championship. And it's basically going to be two uh, two triple threat matches. And I guess the winner of those triple threat matches are going to face each other for the championship. On one side, you've got Chris Adonis, Tom Latimer, and Pero. 
in a triple threat match. And on the other side, you've got JTG, Fred Rosser, and Kratos. Now, if I had to guess what the uh, the final match is going to be in this one, I'm going to say probably Chris Adonis against maybe JTG. I don't know. This is hard to call, honestly. But uh, I, I'm, I think I'm going to pick... Uh, it's either going to be Chris Adonis or Tom Latimer, I think, to come out with the championship and and you know uh, bring it back to uh, the uh, the strictly business faction with Nick Aldis and Camille. So uh, I'm I'm pretty sure it'll be one of one of those two. And I'm interested to see with Mickey James now in the NWA. Obviously, she's married to Nick Aldis. It, it is. Uh, you know, once her non-compete is done, are we going to see Mickey James in the ring? Could we see, I mean, there, there's a built-in storyline right there between Mickey James and Camille. You know, obviously, Mickey James, like I said, married to Nick Aldis. Camille, part of the uh, the Strictly Business faction with Aldis. Uh, Camille, the, the new NWA World Women's Champion. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, there, like I said, there's a built-in storyline right there with uh, between Camille and, and Mickey James. So um, I'm wondering, I'm very curious if they're going to play off of that. So only time will tell. We'll have to find out. So uh, let's get into NXT In Your House coming up tonight on uh, on Peacock or WWE Network or, or you know, where, wherever you watch it at. Um, yeah, NXT takeovers always uh i've never been disappointed with an nxt takeover event and this one doesn't uh doesn't look to be any different uh starting off we've got a six-man tag team winner take all match for both the north american and tag team championships bronson reed the north american champion teaming with uh msk the tag team champions taking on legato del fantasma so basically, if Legado del Fantasma wins, they get all the championships. I'm assuming Santos Escobar would get the North American title, and Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza would get the tag team titles. So, uh, but I'm I'm picking Reed and MSK to to retain in this one. I think I, I, you know, Reed's only had the North American title for a couple of weeks. I don't see them taking it off of him this quick. So, uh, same thing with MSK. They haven't been tag team champions for that long. So I'm I'm hoping they're not gonna you know do do a quick switch like that. Uh, so I'm picking Reed and MSK to get the victory. Raquel Gonzalez defending the NXT Women's Championship against Ember Moon. Uh, this should be a great match between these two. I think Raquel Gonzalez is going to retain in this one. Again, she's only been champion for a couple of weeks. I don't see them taking it off her that quick. They're, they've built her to be this unstoppable monster. And I think I think at some point, you know, it's going to come to Raquel Gonzalez and Zaya Lee. Honestly, that's that's my my take on it. Talking about Zia Lee, she's got a match against Mercedes Martinez. There's been, you know, this one's been built up pretty good over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but I again, I'm I'm picking Zia Lee in this one. You know, I think that that's just my opinion. That's just the sense that I get. I think it's going to build somewhere down the line. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know where it's going to happen. But I think it's going to be Raquel Gonzalez and Zia Lee at some point for the NXT Women's Championship. So I'm picking Zia Lee to get the win over Mercedes Martinez. Then we've got LA Knight taking on Cameron Grimes in that ladder match for the Million Dollar Championship. Um, this one's hard to call because Cameron Grimes has kind of been uh, stymied at every turn by Ted DiBiase and... Uh, you know, LA Knight, of course, the the cocky, arrogant, um, you know, kind of kind of fits the uh, the DiBiase mold of the the million dollar champion. So I I don't know. This one's kind of a coin toss, but I I think I'm gonna go with Cameron Grimes in this one. As much as I'm not a huge fan of the Cameron Grimes character, 
you know, the Cameron Grimes, the wrestler, is fantastic in the ring. This is going to be an awesome match. So I'm going to I'm going to go with Cameron Grimes to win the million dollar championship. And then the main event, we've got a fatal five way for the NXT championship. Karrion uh, Cross defending against Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano and Pete Dunne. Uh, this one's going to be insane. These five guys are going to beat the ever-loving hell out of each other, and I can't wait to see it. But I think in the end, I'm picking Karrion Cross to win and retain the NXT Championship unless he's being brought up to the main roster sometime soon. I, you know, if that's the case, then uh, quite possibly Adam Cole could get the NXT title back. But uh, I, I'm thinking Karrion Cross is going to retain in this one. But look for this one to just be a, a brutal match between these five guys. Um, and, you know, we're, we're going to see some very cool stuff in this match, just my opinion. So let's run it back down real quick. I've got Reed and MSK retaining their championships against Legado Del Fantasma. Raquel Gonzalez retaining the women's championship against Ember Moon. Zaya Lee defeating Mercedes Martinez. Cameron Grimes winning the ladder match for the Million Dollar Championship. And Karrion Cross retaining the NXT Championship against O'Reilly, Cole, Gargano, and Dunn. A um, little bit of uh, miscellaneous news here. Leo Rush has announced his retirement from uh, from pro wrestling. Now, he, he was the surprise entrant in the AEW Casino Battle Royale at, uh, at Double or Nothing. And, uh, you know, he apparently was injured in the match, suffered a shoulder injury, that he he's apparently been having some issues uh, recovering from, and um, just announced you know he's uh, he wants to he wants to be a husband he wants to be a dad which I completely respect, and uh, yeah so he is retiring from uh, from pro wrestling, um, you know kind of kind of sad I mean Leo Rush, um, absolutely amazing in the ring, um, and who knows it's pro wrestling Re retirement is not always a permanent thing. Look look at people like Terry Funk and Ric Flair and and all that kind of stuff. So it's not always a permanent situation, but. For the moment, Leo Rush is retired from pro wrestling. So that's going to pretty much wrap things up for news and rumors and previews and predictions for this week. So right now, I'm going to throw it over to Charlie G, and he is here with your Indie Cut. Thank you, Tom, and hey, the wrestling friends. I am back. I am Charlie G with this week's Limited Indie Cut. Before I explain why, I'd like to thank everyone at Warrior Wrestling for last week's show. It was another awesome experience, just be part, just be a small part of the show, but feeling so welcome nonetheless. From, one, from everyone starting with Principal Steve, Eric, Otto, Kirby, Val Capone, all the wrestlers and referees who said hello before the show, and for all the wrestlers being so gracious with their time during the VIP session, uh, even in the heat. It was all very cool, nonetheless. Again, now as I said, it's a limited indie cut only because there is so much wrestling going on these days. I don't want to feel burned out again, uh, so I will be cutting back on all of it, uh, and all of it that I talk about, and go back to the roots of this cut, being what I watched, uh, names I knew and know, and some wrestlers to keep your eye out on. So, hope that is alright with all of you. So now, let's begin with Thursday, June 3rd. And part of the show I talked about during Warrior Wrestling. Beyond Project Dolphin from Beyond Wrestling. Uh, from Wor Worcester, Mass. 
uh, real cool show. So it was Matt Mikowski defeating Logan Easton LaRue. Willow Nightingale defeating Alec Price. Slade destroying Max Caster in a submission match. Tony Deppin defeating Steve Macklin. Diana Perrazzo defeating Masa Slamovich. Brogan Finley defeating Chris Dickinson. Trish Adora defeating Aaron Rourke. And for the IWTV Independent Wrestling title in a three-way match, uh, it was champion Wheeler Yuta defeating Dave Cole and Lee Moriarty in two straight falls. Uh, very cool match there. On to Friday, June 4th, Gotta Move Chaka Pro 123. Still on YouTube. It was for the Asia Dream Tag Titles where champions Balian Aki and Mei Suruga defeating Minoru Fujita and Rina Yamashita. Uh, then down to Tacoma Texamo Pro Inception from Sherman, Texas. For the Texamo Pro title, champion Charlie Haas defeated Tino Valentino. And for the Texamo Rose title, champion Promise, or, yeah, Promise Braxton defeated Miranda Gordy. To Southern Honor Wrestling from Canton, Georgia. Uh, for the SHW Tag Titles, Chip Day and Kyle Matthews, who are champions, defeated Ben Buchanan and Bo Buchanan. And then uh, Danny Jordan defeated Harlow O'Hara. Then to Hybrid Rolled of the Dice uh, from Atlantic City, New Jersey. It was free on YouTube, so check it out. I also talked about this show as well. So Young, Dumb and Broke, who was Charlie Tiger and Alice Taylor, defeated uh, Eli Knight and Malik Rosade. Uh, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles defeated Shania Kai and Yoya. Uh, then Hala Dead took on Master Sandwich uh, to a 23 minute no contest as they both went through those Doors, trash cans, chairs, you name it. Uh, Hollow Dead hit a second rope belly to belly onto it, so they're both knocked out. Uh, awesome match. I don't know how she made it to, <laughs> to Saturday, but she sure did. Uh, Mance Warren defeated the one called Manders. Of course, that was a hard hitting match, but they had doors, tables, you name it, they had it. Uh, Marty Bell defeated Trish Adora. Jordan Oliver defeated J.J. Garrett. Uh, G. Raver defeated King Growl. Uh, yeah, it was an interesting match there. And Homicide defeated A.J. Gray. Uh, that was a big, nice, strong fight between those two. Uh, to New Japan Strong, number 43. T.J.P. defeated Kevin Knight. And Carl Fredericks teamed with Satoshi Kojima while he was here in the States. And they defeated Danny Limelight and J.R. Krotos. Uh, then CLLL had a show uh, where Mystico, Valador Jr., and Christico defeated Angel Diora, El Terrible, and Euphoria. Two falls to one. On to Saturday, June 5th, and YMZ Gokigan June 2020 Mini. Uh, I mention this because this is Kari Yoniyama, or Gokigan Death, or Death Yama-san. Uh, this is her promotion, and they are having money troubles course as everyone else would have during these uh, trying times especially in Japan uh, so if you can check them out as much as you can and or donate uh, 
be greatly appreciated. I'm sure she would love it. Uh, so Karyoniyama defeated Sayoka Obihiro. And then in a two-on-one handicap match, Asuka and Makado uh, defeated Kengo Massimo. On to stardom. Uh, from the God of Japan, uh, Kojuma defeated Lady C. Saki Kashima defeated Micah and Mina Sirakawa. Uh, that was a pretty good match there. Nakano and Yunagi Sayaka uh, took on Azumi and Sayakamatani in a 15-minute draw. Mayu Iwatani and Starlight Kid defeated Momo Watanabe and Utami Hashita. Awesome match there. And then we had Julia, Natsupoi, and Suru, Suri, Siri. They're changing her name, how you pronounce it. I'm just, just going to call her Siri. Uh, defeated Konami, Natsupatora, and Ruaka. To Dragon Gate Rainbow Gate Day One. I'm not gonna go through all these Dragon Gates, that's for sure. But uh, we had Ben K and Kaiski Okuda and Ultimo Dragon uh, won their three-way match. Uh, Progress Chapter 112. The flowers are still standing. Of course, from London, England. Hopefully, it is on the Peacock Network because I miss Progress. Uh, we had Elijah defeat Danny Black, Brandon White and Danny Jones defeated Chuck Mambo and TK Cooper, Dan Maloney defeated Gene Money, Giselle Shaw and Mercedes Blaze defeated Alexis Falcon and Kanji, Dean Almark defeated Chris Ridgway, and for the Progress Tag Titles in the tournament final match, uh, Kid Lycos and Kid Lycos II defeated Ethan Allen and Luke Jacobs by referee's decision to become new tag champions. Then of course you had our Warrior Wrestling show. Uh, then there in that show it was GCW Tournament of Survival 666 on the Fight Network as well. Uh, so it was Ninja Mac defeating Calvin Tinkman, Dante, Le Dante Leon, Dylan McKay, Jack Cartwheel, and Starboy Charlene. And then for the tournament winner, it was Alex Cologne defeating Agus Kogar by referee's decision. Yeah, you wonder why. <laughs> I saw a picture of this, and yeah, nice bolster as the Alex Dobe. <laughs> it was all just completely red instead of white. <laughs> it was just red, red and bloody red. Yeah, it was just, yeah. Uh, then to Jersey City Wrestling After Hours. From Game, Game Changer Wrestling on YouTube, and I also brought, talked about this on our show. So, Frontman Jay defeated Everett Connors, Yoya defeated Alex Taylor, Dante Leon and Ninja Mac defeated Dylan McKay and Marcus Mathers, JJ Garrett defeated Devin Monroe, Jimmy Lloyd defeated Grim Reefer, Pilly Starks defeated Charles Mason, Steve Scott defeated Levi Everett. In a deathmatch, Ricky Shane Page defeated Crowbar. I don't know how much of a deathmatch you could put on YouTube, but they did. Uh, to Core Professional Wrestling from Sand Springs, Oklahoma. Uh, for the heavyweight title, Falls Count Anywhere match, Tommy Dean defeated champion Double D to become new champion. 
Triple uh, A. Uh, we got some matches to talk about. So we had Arrow Star, Drago, and Mr. C's Jr. defeated Arhenis, the Parker Negra, and Superfly by DQ. Of course, that happened. Uh, for Triple A World Cruiserweight title, uh, champion Laredo Kid. We all knew he was champion. Uh, defeated Latigo, uh, who had Ariz in his corner. And then we had a tag match of Abismo Negro Jr. and El Tejano Jr. Uh, defeat El Hio del Vikingo and Atagan Jr. And that was an awesome match. Awesome two, three matches in that show. You know where to check that out. Quickly. It's going away soon. Uh, on to Sunday, June 6th. And we have 01 20th Anniversary Series New Century Creation. Uh, where Aja Kong defeated Atsumi. Uh, Daisuke Sakamoto and Yuji, Yuji Okabayashi defeated Daichi Hashimoto and Sinjiro Otani. And for the 0-1 World Heavyweight title, champion Masato Tanaka defeated Shima. I would kind of consider that, right? Uh, then Stardom had a Hiroruku Ashi Broadcasting Stardom Sistrasio Broadcasting Memorial Show. Sorry if I destroyed that whole thing right there. But they had Momo Watanabe defeated Lady C. Koguma defeated Azumi and Ruaka. Mayu Iwatani and Starlight Kid defeated Julia and Atsupoi. That was a really good match there. Micah and Siri took on Saya Kamatani and you had Tami Hashita to another 15 minute draw. And then Konami Natsuka Tora and Saki Kashima defeated Mina Sirikawa, Tam Nakano, and Yunagi Sayaka. And of course, they challenged for the six-way, uh, six-person uh, six tag titles there. Uh, to Marvelous, we had Mika Iwata defeated Rin Katakura. A little surprise there. And then at a Just Tap Out uh, girl show, Minero Suzuki, back at wrestling. Uh, hopefully he's back healthy, of course. Uh, defeated Tomoka Unaba. Uh, then on to Cyber Fight Festival 2021. This was an awesome six-hour show. Uh, yeah, hopefully they can cut this down maybe to two days instead of one six-hour broadcast. But they had a nice crowd. Awesome matches. If you knew everyone that was going on, if you didn't know everyone, just it was still awesome to see. Uh, so. Uh, Pre-show 10-person tag, uh, Miyuri Miyumi, Suzumi, Ushu Endo, Uno Neko, and Moko Miyamoto defeated Kaya Terabami, Hiro Kiru, Naokakuda, Tom Harajuku, and Raku. Uh, that was a great match to start the show, and it was the pre-show <laughs> match. Uh, yeah, so uh, then there was a pre-show delayed entry battle royal. And Antonio Honda won that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was just a little. Oh, you know, yeah, it's Antonio Honda people. It's just a little goofy. Uh, then in a three-way tag, Hyper Masao, Soka Nakajima defeated Miyu Watanabe, Rika Tatsumi, along with Nadaka Tenma and Yuki Aino. Uh, Maki Ito, Rika Kobashi, and Yuki Kamafuku defeated Hikari Noah. Mizuki and Yuki Arai. Uh, other six person tag Daisuke Sasaki, Soma Takao, and Tatsuya Endo 
defeated Mao Suma Katsumata and Chris Brooks. I enjoyed that match. So all these others. And then uh, tag match of Kansuki Takashita and Yuki Ino defeated Kota Kiyomiya and Yoshika Yoshiki Unamura for the Princess of Princess title. Champion Mayu Yamashita defeated Yuka Sakazaki. Check out that match if you can. For the KOD Openweight title, Champion Jun Akiyama defeated Hiroshima uh, pretty much by chokeout. <laughs> and then for the GHC Heavyweight title, Nomichi, Nomichi Marufuji defeated Champion Kenji Muto. Uh, real cool match there. Uh, then it's also on Sunday, uh, NWA When Our Shadows Fall preview took place. Real cool show. Uh, Colby Carino was actually on their dark match, so that's cool to see there. Hopefully he sticks with NWA, since he's really not on a lot of other companies at the moment. Uh, yes, Kylie Ray and Taryn Terrell defeated Melina and Thunder Rosa. In a little underhanded way by Kylie Ray, but still cool to see. Uh, and congrats to her signing on that contract. Hopefully there is more to come with her. Uh, then on to New Texas Pro Wrestling. Uh, Pro Miami uh, Independent TV where the new Texas Pro Women's title is on the line and Rock C defeated champion Rochelle Rose to become the champion Chris Bay defeated Gina Medina uh, Masa Slamovich uh, made it down to Texas to defeat Sky Blue so that's where Sky was uh, Wish she would be at Warrior Wrestling one night but uh, hopefully that will come soon for the new Texas Pro Lone Star title, champion Max Heights defeated Fuego Del Sol. And for the new Texas Pro title in a four-way elimination match, champion Mysterious Q defeated the one called Manders, El Shigundo, and T-Ray. Gotta love those names. Uh, then on to Game Changer Wrestling, Zombie Walk. That was on during the end of the show, so I did not see all these matches. But we had Tony Deppin defeated Jack Cartwheel. AJ Gray defeated Calvin Tankman. Ninja Mac defeated Lucky 13. Uh, the one called Manners and Mance Warner with Levi Everett defeated Alley Cat, Effie, and Everett Connors. Uh, in a six way scramble match, Grim Reefer defeated Action Andretti, Devin Monroe, Dylan McKay, Kevin Giza, and Marcus Mathers. Uh, Chris Dickinson defeated Starlight Love Charlie. Really good match there. Uh, Jordan Oliver defeated Dante Leon. And then for the GCW World title in a death match, uh, Nick Gage, who was champion, took on Jimmy Lloyd. And that went to a no contest because of the interruption of Matt Cardona, of all people. Uh, more on that a little bit later. Uh, then on to Galley Lucha Libre from Villa Park, Illinois. And for the Galley Tag Team titles, Ramis and Ariz. Defeated champions Golden Dragon and Gringo Loco to become the champion. So Ramos is now a double champion in here in Illinois. And then Laredo Kid defeated Black Tarus. So I would have loved to see this match, Shell, because it was all the guys from our Warrior Wrestling uh, Lucha Libre match, you know? Uh, so on to Monday, June 7th, and Tokyo Pro, that's PW17. Yuki Aino defeated Palm Harajuku. Uh, New, Japan, New Japan for Wrestling Dominion uh, uh, Osaka Joe Hall show uh, for IWGP Junior Heavyweight title 
Champion Al Desperado defeated Yo. Kota Ibushi defeated Jeff Cobb. Really good match there. And then for the IWGP World Heavyweight title, Shingo Takagi defeated Kazuka Okada in a 36 minute uh, really good match between those two. Uh, Shingo is your champion in New Japan. On to Tuesday, June 8th, in New South Action Class number 39, uh, Cabana Man Dan teamed with Shark Boy to defeat Two Fly Tie and Rolando Perez. Uh, Absolute Intense Wrestling, Go For Broke, number 10, from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, for the Absolute Title and Intense Title, Champion Joshua Bishop defeated Callan Delaney. And then for the Mysterious Benefactors Banger 4-Way Elimination Match, Wes Barkley defeated Derek Dillinger, PB Smooth, and Trey Lamar. So that's where Trey got to be, huh? Uh, then CML put on two shows. after all. On to Wednesday, June 9th, an All Japan Dynamite Series Day 1 for the All Japan World Junior Heavyweight title. Uh, Koji Iwamoto defeated Champion Shima. And for the All Japan World Tag Titles, Kento Miyahara and Yuma Oyagi, who are champions, defeated Kohyo Soto, Sato and Suji Ishikawa. To Thursday, June 10th, Tokyo Pro, uh, that's JPW 18. Hyper Sao defeated Raku. To Gleet fan meeting in Sapiro. Hiroshima and Kaz Hayashi defeated Drew Parker and Kota Sekafuda. Masato Tanaka defeated Isi Onatsuka. And L. Lindemann with T Hawk defeated Somo Watanabe and Takano Ito. Uh, DDT started their King of DDT first round matches. So, just two matches there. Juni Akiyama defeated Shuma Katsumata. And Tatsuya Endo defeated Chris Brooks. Uh, I'm not going to go through all those matches. So, I will just say the winner when it happens. Uh, Ohio Rail Wrestling TV, L139 from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Tony Gunn defeated Garrison Creed. Facade took on William Lutz to a no contest. Uh, Adam Swayze and Rex defeated Brandon Tate and Brent Tate, and Danny Moe defeated Sierra. There was another IWRG show from Mexico uh, where there was a four-way 16-man tag match. Yeah, that can be wild, and I'm glad I didn't call it. <laughs> uh, to Friday, June 11th, uh, No Peace Underground, Effie Fear, Effie's Fear to Gate Agenda. On IWTV, of course, we had Dark Sheik defeated Trish Adora, and Pharaoh defeated Effie. Uh, then to the show I watched, and that was AAW Crush and Destroy from Marion Park, Illinois, on Fight TV from 115 Bourbon Street. I see them back there. Uh, we had Ace Austin, Hakeem Zane, and Madman Fulton defeated Dante Leon, Byron Reed, and Travis Titan. Davey Vega, uh, the new attitude Davey Vega, I might say, with Sean E. Bravo in his corner, uh, defeated Storm Grayson. Uh, Allison Kay defeated Allie Ketch, who was really Allie Cat, but she goes by Catch with Johnny Bravo in her corner as well. Uh, Josh Alexander took on Matt Fitchett to a 20 minute draw. That was a really cool match there. 
and for the AAW Tag Titles, uh, Dion Rusman and Josiah, who, who are called Infamy, defeated the One Call Manners and Matthew Justice with a little help of Robin Steele to become new champions. I don't know why Manders and Matthew Justice got their tag titles taken away so quickly, uh, but they did. Uh, so, and then we had Chaff defeated AJZ. Fred Yehai defeated Daniel Garcia. For the AAW Women's title, champion Chris Stantlander, and that's your see here back in action, defeated Hayan. And for the AAW Heavyweight title, champion Mance Warner defeated Jake Something in a really Brutal match between those two. Would you expect anything else, right? Uh, New Japan Strong, number 44. Um, taped, of course, because we have Leo Rush team with Rocky Romero to defeat Clark Kernos and the DKC. And a little bit of a old school match. Fred Yehai and Wheeler Yuta defeated Jordan Clearwater and Miserioso. So kind of nice to see them tag once again. And to earlier Saturday, June 12th, there was a Tenru Project Survive the Revolution show where the Tenru Project International Junior Heavy title was on the line and Habu, yeah, Habu defeated Kengo to become new champion there. Uh, if you watched the Hannah Kimura tribute show, Habu was on that and he is really cool. I hope to see more of his uh, matches. Uh, then there was a tape delayed stardom show with the road to Tokyo Dream Cinderella. Uh, I don't well, I don't have to get into that because there was a Tokyo Stardom Cinderella show uh, also early this morning. Uh, I'll get into that a little later. There was a Michinoko Pro Wrestling Ito Rodan show where Balian Aki and Mei Suruga defeated Emi Sakura and Yuna Mizumori in, in a casket match. Jinsi Sinizaki defeated the great Sasuke. Uh, Gotta move Chaka Pro at 125, where they had the Super Asia title on the line. Uh, I say this only because of the length of the match. Go check it out. I won't even spoil it for you. But there you go. Uh, so, on to news Pro Wrestling Gorilla is returning Sunday, August 1st. And they say Bandito will be in action. So hopefully with Bandito in the States, he can maybe make it to Warrior Wrestling in August. I don't, that's not a spoiler. I'm just a wishful thinking there. Uh, we have Nick Gage will fight Matt Cardona after all at GCW Homecoming on July 24th. Uh, this stemmed from all their Twitter battles. You heard Matt Cardona get uh, berated at our Warrior show. And then Nick Gage interrupted his major brother's toy podcast show live in some look like a mall. Uh, so that's why this match is happening. Uh, then as for that Stardom Cinderella Special Edition show, uh, I only saw the main event. Uh, so I would I will wait till next week to get the results. It was a great main event, I must say. And in saying that, and after hearing Triple H's remark at Triple WWE having the best one wrestlers in the world <laughs> Man, dude, you obviously do not watch stardom uh, The main event alone was better than most things WWE has done all year men and women combined So to Triple H suck it you delusional man right now. I know you got to put WWE over but uh, Stop stop spreading lies, dude. You, you do not you do not watch stardom. 
And if you do watch them, keep them there. Do not tamper with their what they're doing, because you ruin them when they come here. I'm sorry, you do. So enough of that. That's it for you. Until next time, <laughs> where we get more indie shows and news from around the wrestling world. Don't forget to check out those Twitch streams and YouTube channels for more, more wrestling action. Uh, I'd like to thank again my Twitch friend and Discord friends for letting me promote our Warrior Wrestling show. Hope it helps everyone in the long run. So with that, take care, keep safe, and be kind, everyone. Back to you. All right, thanks, Charlie. So let's keep uh, rolling right along into the next segment here where I get to play Armchair Promoter, and I am talking about the Fantasy Booker. Alright, so my fantasy booking for this week, uh, yeah, Alistair Black, or Tommy End, as he will most likely be known from now on, since he has been released from WWE, we'll get into that in a little bit here, but uh, Tommy End versus Lance Archer. Now, big size disparity between these guys, but just, I think their styles would work so well together in the ring, and... Again, this would be one of those cases they they would just beat the hell out of each other. You've got Archer with all the big uh, the big power moves, definitely would have the uh, the size and strength advantage. But then on the other side, Tommy End, he's going to have the uh, um, just the advantage as far as speed and yeah. I just I think they would complement each other so well. And this is a match that I, I think needs to happen. I mean, the rumors are out there that, that Tommy End will be signing with AEW once his non-compete is done. I hope that's true, because I think he would fit in so well in AEW. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that that's that's my fantasy booker for this week. Tommy End versus Lance Archer. Tony Khan, book that match, please. Uh, obviously sometime in the next, you know, four months or so. But, uh, so let's, uh, let's get right into the last segment of the show here, where I... Talk about kind of a not-so-popular opinion, typically, and that is called the Weekly Hot Take. Alright, so as I mentioned a little while ago uh, about Tommy End or Aleister Black, as he was known in WWE, being released. I've seen a lot of releases by WWE the last couple of months and by all accounts they're not done there's still rumors going around that there's going to be more releases coming uh but uh yeah i mean june 2nd we had braun Strowman, which was insane to hear uh alistair black buddy murphy lana ruby riot and santana garrett all released on june 2nd uh now like i said there's already rumors that alistair black is going to be signing with aew and uh you know that uh, that 90-day non-compete clause would be up right around the time of uh, of All Out here in Chicago. So I think that'd be a hell of a debut. So we'll have to wait and see. And then uh, you know back in April uh, we had the releases of Samoa Joe, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, uh, Tucker, Kalisto, Mojo Raleigh, Bo Dallas, and Wesley Blake. And uh, you know again just uh, like Samoa Joe very surprising and his non-compete will be up uh you know coming up here in july so could we potentially see a return to uh to impact for samoa joe now there has been a rumor started up just in the last few days that uh 
NXT wants Samoa Joe back, so I would assume specifically Triple H wants Samoa Joe back in NXT. And uh, now, don't know if that would be as a wrestler, as a commentator, as a backstage person, a producer, uh, a, a trainer, or, or what. But, uh, you know, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if that's the case. But I, I don't know. I think, uh, I think Joe was severely underutilized in WWE. He was great in NXT. W, I mean, he was used perfectly in NXT. When he got to the main roster, not so much. He did have some, some uh, injury issues. You know, but I think, uh, I think Joe still definitely has a couple more in-ring years left in him. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see. I wouldn't mind seeing him back in Impact. I definitely wouldn't mind seeing him back in Ring of Honor. Some of the matches that could happen there would be outstanding. Again, AEW, he's got, you know, history with Taz. Could he be a part of Team Taz on either side, either with Team Taz or against Team Taz? Uh, but, yeah, like I said, those 90-day non-competes will be coming up here uh, pretty quickly in the next couple of weeks in mid-July. And then, uh, like I already talked about, Mickey James now working as producer with the NWA. Um and I would assume once the uh, once the non-compete is done, she will more than likely be getting back in the ring as well. Um, Chelsea Green wouldn't surprise me to see her pop back up in Impact. Obviously, uh, her uh, her significant other Matt Cardona is there, so you know have to wait and see what's going to happen with uh, with a lot of these releases. But yeah, probably the the most high-profile ones: Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Samoa Joe, and Mickey James. Uh, and, of course, there's been rumors swirling about all of them, you know, where they could be going next. Um, apparently, Mark Henry wants AEW to take a, a hard look at Braun Strowman and bringing him in. A lot of a lot of people are against this. I, I'm going to, you know what, I'll give it a chance. Nobody's ever seen Braun Strowman outside of WWE. You know, we've seen the, the WWE creation that is Braun Strowman. Don't know how he would fair in a different environment so i'm definitely willing to give it a chance and see what he can do outside of wwe where he's maybe allowed to you know a little bit more freedom as far as you know how he presents himself so if aew signs him hey i'll, I'll give it a shot i'm not gonna sit here and say oh i don't want to see him no i hey if you know if there's an opportunity there for him and they want to give him a shot i'll i'll watch and see how it goes so but uh kind of an interesting one uh there was another story going around about Strowman that he was asking for a five figure booking fee to do independent dates which is kind of crazy and kind of speaks to the fact that he has never been outside of WWE because that that's ridiculous and you know he tried to play it off and say you know, I, I'm not asking for anything if anybody has any questions or wants to inquire about bookings they can call my agent um and, you know, some people pretty pretty much outed him saying, you know, well, you know, his agent has been quoting twenty to $25,000 for a booking fee for, for independent appearances, which is just, again, ridiculous. So I, I'm not sure what to make of that. But uh, like I said, it kind of speaks to the fact that he has never been outside of WWE because that's just uh, not not realistic. To say you know you got to pay me twenty five thousand dollars to appear on your show that that's just not a realistic thing when you're talking about the the U S Indies so it is what it is like I said it's all rumor and innuendo we'll see what happens uh, if Strowman does show up in AEW or 
you know, my theory on this is they released Strowman because he had such a huge long-term contract. They, What I'm thinking is they released him, they're going to renegotiate his deal, probably for a shorter term, maybe for less money, who knows. But I think we're going to see Strowman back in WWE sooner rather than later. That's my take on it, because Strowman is a WWE guy. He just is. But again, if he ends up showing up in AEW or something like that, I'm willing to give him a chance and see what he can do outside of the WWE bubble. So, again, got to wait and see. So that's going to wrap things up for this week. Uh, again, thank you to everybody for uh, for listening, watching, and subscribing on YouTube, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure you're following on social media on all platforms. You can find the show at Catch Hook Shoot. Head to uh, catchhookshoot.com for everything about the show. Um, yeah, you can find the podcast, videos, interviews. I actually need to upload the, uh, the last couple interviews that I had with... Uh, Steve Tortorello and Val Capone. Those will be up uh, hopefully this week. Uh, I'll uh, I'll get around to uploading those on the interv- on the uh, on the website. If you just want to check out the interviews, you can do that over there. Catchhookshoot.com, prowrestlingtees.com/slash/catchhookshoot for all your t-shirts, and you can find links to anything and everything regarding the show at our link tree, which is linktree/slash/catchhookshoot, or scan this QR code right here on your screen. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. Uh, coming up next week, I'm going to have my preview and predictions for Hell in the Cell, all the results of NXT in your house, plus all the news and rumors and all the goings on in the world of pro wrestling. Like always, want to thank everybody again for sticking with the show um, after we've been off for a couple of weeks. Very happy to be back. Just needed uh, just needed a little bit of a break. Stuff was getting kind of kind of overwhelming, and you know ha- having a, a little burnout. So. Just needed uh, needed to step back for for a couple of weeks, but now we're right back in it, and uh, definitely definitely glad to be back. So again, thank you to everybody for sticking with the show. I appreciate each and every person who uh, who supports us, who listens, who who watches, and and all that kind of fun stuff. So with that, I'm gonna wrap this up and sign off for this week. Hope everybody has a great week. Enjoy in your house and all the other great wrestling coming up this week, and I will talk to you guys soon. 